Out of many thousands among men, one may endeavor for perfection, and of those who have achieved perfection, hardly one knows him in truth. Unless one is qualified to understand Krishna, one cannot appreciate the presence of Krishna on earth. Among the Bhojas, Krishnis, Pandakas, Pandavas, and many other kings intimately related with Krishna, the intimate relationship between Krishna and the inhabitants of Vrindavan is especially to be noted. That relationship is described in this verse by the words, Nityotsavam Natatrapu The inhabitants of Vrindavan, especially, such as the cowherd boys, the cows, the calves, the gopis, and Krishna's father and mother were never fully satisfied, although they saw Krishna's beautiful features constantly. 
Seeing Krishna is described here as Nitya Utsava, a daily festival. The inhabitants of Vrindavan saw Krishna almost every moment, but when Krishna left the village for the pasturing grounds, where he tended the cows and calves, the gopis were very much afflicted because they saw Krishna walking on the sand and thought that Krishna's lotus feet, which they dared not place on their breasts because they thought their breasts not soft enough, were being pierced by the broken chips of stone. By even thinking of this, the gopis were affected and they cried at home. These gopis, who were therefore the exalted friends of Krishna, saw Krishna constantly. But because their eyelids disturbed their vision of Krishna, the gopis condemned the creator, Lord Brahma. Therefore, the beauty of Krishna, especially the beauty of his face, is described here. At the end of the ninth canto, in the twenty-fourth chapter, you find a hint of Krishna's beauty. Now we are proceeding to the tenth canto, which is considered Krishna's head. The entire Srimabhagavata Purana is the embodiment of Krishna's form, and the tenth canto is his face. This verse gives a hint of how beautiful his face is. Krishna's smiling face with his cheeks, his lips, the ornaments in his ears, his chewing of betel nuts, all of this was minutely observed by the gopis, who thus enjoyed transcendental bliss, so much so that they were never fully satisfied to see Krishna's face, but instead condemned the creator of the body for making eyelids that obstructed their vision. The beauty of Krishna's face uh, was therefore much more appreciated by the gopis than by his friends, the Kaurav boys, or even by Rishoda Mata, who was also interested in decorating the face of Krishna. So, this is uh, a quotation from the ninth canto of Srimad Bhagavatam, as mentioned here. Uh, this is uh, just practically at the end of the ninth canto. Actually, there's hardly anything, a few more verses. Yeah. That's the last one. Second to last verse. No. Two more, two, three more verses. So, as described, uh, the Srimad Bhagavatam is the embodiment of Krishna's form in the tenth canto of his face. First and second cantos are considered Krishna's lotus feet. So it's always uh, recommended that once you start meditating on Krishna from his lotus feet and go up to the face, one gradually has to follow this process of uh, meditation. And because one has to see Krishna according to his qualification. And one, thing, one can't immediately uh, think that he's become friend or lover of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. This is called sahajya, when one becomes, uh, think very uh, cheaply that Krishna is so uh, easily attainable. Actually, Krishna is very easily attainable. By Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's mercy, he's given us this chanting process. Namo Mahava Nanaya Krishna Prema Pradayata. He's giving freely this Krishna Prem. Uh, so this is actually, it's very uh, contradictory seeming seemingly contradictory how Krishna is so easily available, but at the same time, he's very uh, difficult to obtain, just like here, Sri Prabhupada quoted this verse, Manushanam Sahasrishi, that out of thousands among men, uh, hardly one even comes to the temple. 
And even amongst those that come to the temple, we can see uh, everyone is not appreciating Krishna differently. Everyone is appreciating Krishna differently according to their uh, level of faith and, and uh, devotion. There's a very nice uh, story I just remembered here uh, about preparing for this. We were talking about seeing Krishna and how the gopis, they were so much absorbed in seeing Krishna that even the blinking of their eyes was a great disturbance for them. Because they were so absorbed in seeing Krishna, they didn't, they, they, they felt that it was through this described uh, It's very short, actually the next verse, I was preparing also because the next verse practically gives the same. I somehow I didn't look into the next verse. I was looking, but there's more than one verse in the Srimad Bhagavatam talks about this blinking of eyes being a big disturbance for the devotees. So not everyone is like that. There's a, actually a very nice story, uh, probably some of you are not familiar with the story of Mukunda. Uh, Mukunda was a devotee of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He knew him from childhood. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in his childhood, he was not uh, understood. Everyone could not understand that this is the Supreme Lord. Uh, he was acting as a young child and later on he became a student and he used to perform many uh, pastimes as a student and as a, became also a teacher of grammar. And no one could understand. He was, he was called the Chana Avatar. That uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was a, a covered incarnation. He wasn't directly understood to be, if someone later on, somebody uh, would address him as the Supreme Lord, he would cover his eyes, uh, cover his ears and say, Vishnu, Vishnu, don't ever call me like that. But actually, there's plenty of uh, evidence found in the scriptures and the devotees who could understand. The point is, is that uh, only by devotion, bhakti mama bhijananti, yavanyas only by devotion can un un understand and uh, appreciate Krishna or Chaitanya Mahaprabhu as the Supreme Personality Godhead. So there is one devotee, Mukunda, he used to go sometimes to hear other personalities. Uh, he used to go to the practically Mayavadis, the, the speaking yoga, Vishishta, teaching different uh, processes of self-realization. So anyway, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, one time he performed what is called Mahaprakash Lila, where he manifested himself as the Supreme Personality of Godhead. He gave, sat down on the altar and he called all the devotees to worship him. And he also revealed their inner thoughts and, and desires and how he had reciprocated with them in the past. Uh, there was one Gangadas Pandit who was Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's teacher at one point, and he was uh, being, uh, he was in a very fearful condition, afraid that the Yaganas were coming to arrest him and he was waiting for some boat, and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, that, don't you remember that boatman that came to save you and your family? That was me. And so similarly, this way, uh, Haridas Thakur, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said that I protected you when you were being and you were beaten in, market, in the marketplace 22 times, 22 marketplaces. 
So the devotees, one after another, were getting the mercy of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. But this Mukunda, he was standing on the side, and uh, all the devotees were saying, what about Mukunda? He's uh, your very dear servant. You're not giving him any mercy? He said, I can't see this Mukunda. He, I, 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 he, can't, uh, he goes here and there listening to different personalities that are not devotees. Uh, I'll never see him. Said, no, they went back to Mukunda and they said, well, we've tried, we've tried to get him. Said, but again, they, they approached Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and again requested him, please, he's here, your dear, dear servant, you have to give him your mercy. And uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, ah, he's a great defender, I can see him after millions of births. So when Mukunda heard that, he was standing on the side, he said, oh, I can see him after millions of births. Hari go, die, die. So when Chaitanya Mahaprabhu heard it like that, that uh, he was patient enough to wait for millions of births to see him again, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, all right, come on, call him here. This is the uh, qualification. Devotee should be very patient in his service. He said, I should not think that uh, Krishna is uh, bound to accept me as his servant. But anyway, there's very wonderful uh, exchange after that happened, after Mahaprabhu uh, I'll just read something from Chaitanya Bhagavad is described. See, I declared that you would achieve me after millions of births, but you became free from them within a moment. You are confident that my words are infallible, thus you have captured me in your heart forever. You are my singer and you always reside with me. I was joking with you because you are our proper candidate. Even if you've committed millions of offenses, they wouldn't be considered offenses because you are so dear to me. Uh, you are my servant and your body is filled with devotional service. I constantly reside in your tongue. On hearing the Lord's solacing words, Mukunda cried profusely as he lamented and condemned himself. That this is the Mukunda's prayers now. I am so wretched that I have not accepted devotional service. Since I am devoid of devotional service, how will I become happy by seeing you? Duryodhana saw your universal form, which some people searched throughout the Vedas to see. Yet even after seeing the universal form of the Lord, Duryodhana, along with his family, were all killed. He did not obtain any happiness because he was devoid of devotional service. So this is the gives some. It goes on, actually, I'll read some more. The difference, Duryodhana, he saw Krishna, and here the gopis are seeing Krishna. So there's a big difference that Duryodhana had no devotional service. So, as we say in Bhagavad as Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita, yeyatamam kapadjati, kamstatayga bhajamya. He says, I reciprocate with you. How you approach Krishna, that reciprocation is coming. Uh, not exactly like business exchange, but it's a natural exchange of friendship. That uh, if, just like some devotees are concerned, oh, I'm chanting Hare Krishna, I'm not feeling any taste. Well, do you love your chanting? You love Krishna is in his name. Krishna is his name. You, you approach Krishna and he reciprocates. You approach Krishna with love and he will reciprocate with love. 
Mukunda goes on, I am so wretched that I have not accepted devotional service. This is the mood of a devotee. He's thinking, I have no devotion. I am so wretched. Since I am devoid of devotional service, how will I achieve love of God by seeing you? When you went to kidnap with me, all the kings saw you riding on the back of, back of Garuda. During Abhishek named Raja Rajeshwar, all the kings saw your refulgent form. In the city of Udarbha, you manifested your form that personalities like Lord Brahma desire to see. In spite of seeing your form, all those kings were killed. They could not achieve any happiness because they were devoid of devotional service. In your boar form, as a personification of sacrifice, you once entered into the water and held the vast earth on your tusks. The demigods desired to see that form of yours. Although Hiranyaksha saw that wonderful form, he did not receive any happiness because he was devoid of devotional service. His brother Hiranyakasiku also saw a wonderful and most confidential manifestation of the Lord who resides in the heart of Sri Kamala, Lakshmi. This wonderful form is known in the three worlds as Nutringadev. Yet even after seeing that form, Hiranyakasiku was killed because he was devoid of devotional service. I was, I did not care for such devotional service, yet my head did not fall off. This is indeed astonishing. How were Kubja, the wives of the sacrificial Brahmins, the women of Mathura, and the florists all able to see your form? They were able to see you simply due to their devotional service, yet Kamsa was destroyed at the same place in spite of seeing your offerings. So, gives uh, some contrast here that uh, all these personalities, Kuta, the wives of the Brahmanas, and the women of Mathura, they were all felt great happiness on seeing Krishna's form. But when Kansa uh, saw Krishna, he saw him as death personified. So this is the result of different ways of approaching Krishna. You can see Krishna with love, or you can see with Krishna with anger, or hate, or envy, Generally, material world means envy. Everyone wants to be competitor of Krishna. They want to compete. I want to be the best in whatever field, whatever you want to do. Everybody wants to be the best, but Krishna is the best. We have to uh, appreciate Krishna. He's so kind that uh, in spite of so many disqualifications, however, We've been uh, given this opportunity, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has given us the holy name Nityananda Prabhu, uh, the wonderful songs there. Simply chant Goda Hari and you can uh, purchase Nityananda and his mercy. And what is that mercy? Vishaya Chadiya Sayyip Prabhu Chuda Harama. But Arakabi Nitai Chan Karuna Hari. Kabehama Bhujava say Jugalakita. What is it now? That's wrong. Arakabhi Nitaika, Karuna Hare, Samsara Vasana Mahi, Kabhutitya Hare. That we get the mercy of Nitai, that manifested by this distaste, that one, not distaste, but Tutya Hare, Vishaya Chadiya. Vishaya Chadiya Sera Sema Bhu 
That is the want to taste the holy name. We have to give up this uh, taste for something else. We have taste for something else. Therefore, you don't have taste for chanting. Vishaya Chatiya, you have to give that other taste up. Say Rasa Then you can uh, taste the sweet chanting of Harikatiya when you come to the temple. I remember Srila Prabhupada, one class he gave in Los Angeles. I think I must have been 1975. He said that uh, you have to appreciate that this devotee, de deity, this is Krishna. Otherwise, uh, if you don't appreciate that this is Krishna, you'll think sometime after, sometime after my departure, he said that like that, he said that you'll think, oh, my Guru Maharaj has given me a big burden. Uh, I have to take care of this statue. Oh, this is not, this is Krishna. So I am Bhagavad. Krishna, Krishna is form, Krishna is name. Atashri Krishna Namadi, Nabhagavad. We have to spiritualize our senses, then we can appreciate this holy name of Krishna, the form of Krishna, and then we can uh, actually enjoy what kind of happiness? Uh, we can't uh, actually imagine in our state, our conditioned state. Even, even we can see that uh, so many great personalities, oh, so much time that people took that the Goswamis, they were great mandalapati, they were great leaders in society. They gave it up. just. Tucha, tucha means something and like very little thing. Tucha means very little. Uh, even though they had great positions, they gave it up. So Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur, he also was supposed to speak about his sannyas and Yukta Bhairagya. So Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur, he was a great scholar in his youth. He was uh, a big position. Uh, people were chasing him for, uh, I think we heard yesterday, the other day, yesterday, day before, how he was uh, top in his class, but he gave it up, he, he didn't want to, uh, just like the Kosans, Shainim Sadat Kuchibat, he gave up his big position, material position, in order to engage and preaching Krishna consciousness. You say, uh, uh, hmm. Yukta Vairagya, he, he, he uh, took these verses, Rupa Goswami, and the very important verses are there. Anasaktasya Vishayam Vatarham Uparunjaka. Near Bandha Krishna Sambandha Yukta Vairagya Nutrasya. When one is not attached to anything but at the same time accepts everything in relationship to Krishna, one is rightly situated above possessiveness. Hmm. The other verse is there, Kapantukataya Bhujya. That uh, because spiritual life, people don't have 
many people are very confused what is spiritual life because uh, they think spirit is something kind of ethereal or something like that. The spirit uh, has nothing to do with anything of material uh, elements. So it says, anasakta, asakta, asakta means attachment. Anasakta vishayan. Vishayan means the objects of the senses. Anasakta vishayan. Without ana, anasakta Asakta means, means attachment. Ana, anasakta means without attachment. Vishayan to the objects of the senses. Yatarham upanyunjita. One should accept uh, what, the, what is Nirbandha Krishna Sambandha? One should accept things how they are related with Krishna. One, one sees everything how it's related with Krishna and therefore he takes the microphone, he uses it in the Krishna service. Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur, he, uh, he innovated in so many ways. He, sta he started uh, riding in a car. This was unheard, unheard of because, I mean, first of all, there were hardly anybody had cars back then in 1920s, 1920s, 30s. Uh, how many people had cars? And what to speak of sadhus? How many sadhus had cars? He was a sadhu. He, was a, he took sannyas and he was riding in a car. This was practically uh, so revolutionary. But this is called Nirbandha Krishna Sambandha Yukta Vairagya the other thing is there, Prapanchika Teya Prapanchika means the material elements. Prapanchika Teya to, to understand this is all material. Oh, this is all material. This car is material. Prapanchika Teya Bhujya. Harisambandhi Vastuna. But actually, this is Krishna's energy. Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita, Kumira Po Nalo Vayu Kamano Bhudi Redacha. This is my energies, separated energy, but this is my energy. And so therefore, even though we call it material, but Hari Sambandhi Vastuna, Nomokshabi Purityago, someone who gives up these things, Mumukshabi, he's got some idea of uh, becoming renounced, he wants to be renounced. So therefore, Mumukshabi Prityago, he gives up these things. Uh, it's called Vairagyam Paltukata. Uh, this is called Paltukata, the immature renunciation. There's actually a river in India, in Patna, called, called the Paldu River. Palgu River, if you go there, you'll see, Sri Prophet said like this, I, I didn't get a chance, I think, partner we might have joined to it. Maybe we did actually. Palgu River, is, uh, they say, it's, you just go there and you see it's like a river. Did you go to Bihar? You went to Bihar? I don't know. So, anyway, from Mayapur to Vrindavan, we were driving back on time. I don't know if we went to. But anyway, you go there and you look, it a, it's a, 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 looks like a riverbed, just sand, with a, a little valley. But if you dig down just a, a foot or two, you'll see there's water. So this is called Paul Gurajar, that you appear to be renounced, 
Prahlad Maharaj, he said like that, Prayana Deva Munio Savi Mukta Kama. Savi Mukta Kama. There's so many sadhus, they go to this sacred, secluded place. Prayana Deva Munio Savi Mukta Kama. Savi Mukta Kama means they want their own liberation. Maunam Charanti Vijane. Vijane, Vijane, Naparartha Nishta. They don't care. Naparartha Nishta. They don't care for the welfare of other people. Uh, but this is not the mood of a devotee. Devotee, Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur, he understood that this uh, nice uh, inventions, modern, so-called modern inventions, the car and the, and the uh, what did he have? Cars and uh, yeah, horse and buggy. Anyway, they had four cars in the Gurdjieff, and they would use that for the preachers. The preachers were given Chaitanya Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur. He told the preachers that they were going to Europe to preach. They said, "Don't be miserly. Dress very nicely. You uh, eat properly." And not that uh, devotees should be uh, niggardly about their uh, eating habits and whatever. But devotees deserve all the best things. Then there are some examples that one time the governor of Bengal came to Mayapur. He visited in Bengal. This is the extreme utility of Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur. He arranged for one of the big hotels in Calcutta to uh, Host this uh, governor when he came to Mayapur, when uh, he uh, arranged for him to eat his meal with meat and everything. This was the arrangement that was made by Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur. And he, uh, so he suggested all these things that. Uh, <coughs> he supplied also the uh, workers on the temple with their cigarettes and everything. And uh, he suggested that they could serve meat at their programs, in their, uh, in their preaching programs in Europe for when they're preaching. And one of the devotees uh, protested. He said, Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati uh, replied, I decided all these things, thousands of girls to do. We have to do anything and everything for serving Mahaprabhu. So, Rupa uh, Goswami also says like that one place. He says, Yena Kena Prakarena, Mana Krishna Nivesha, Yena Kena Prakarena. Somehow or other, he says, somehow or other, Mana, uh, the mind, Krishna Nivesha, one should think of the Krishna, and we should get other people to think of Krishna. So Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur, he also employed these printing presses, trains, and cars for traveling. It used to be that sadhus would just walk here and there. Uh, when he took sannyas, he used to, before he took sannyas, he was living very uh, austere like he was when he did his tapas. One billion names. He was chanting ten years to 
So he was living very obscure, but then he took sannyas and he adopted the life of the gentleman. He took sannyas. Why he took sannyas? He had some short Swami who wrote in this book that he gave a few different reasons why he took sannyas. Just like Lord Chaitanya took sannyas to attract uh, people to his movement, because that time people were uh, very much respectful of sannyasis. And uh, he, Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur, he also was introducing this Daivi Varnashram system. So in the Daivi Varnashram system, the sannyasis are the leaders of society. So this, uh, he wanted to provide some leadership in the society. And he also, he wanted to uphold the status of those personalities who were his uh, gurus, Jagannath Das Babaji, Bhaktivinoda Thakur, he also took Babaji, and Gorkashore Das Babaji, they dressed in loincloths, this short, white, uh, half duties like that. So this was like the dress of the six Goswamis of Vrindavan. They were Paramahamsas. This is Paramahamsa, he's not have any kind of social position. But Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur, even though he was a Paramahamsa, he wanted to uh, take a humble role as first uh, four different stages as a sannyas. So he was taking humble role of being in the first stage and uh, showing how the personalities before him, they were on the top of the stage. And he also wanted to uh, introduce his gift of writing. So actually when he took sannyas, he was actually this red cloth of a sannyasi and the ganda that was not uh, in current fashion in uh, Bengal, especially, I mean, amongst the sadhus, no one was taking that, like, that type of sannyas, especially with ganda and red cloth of a sannyasi that we now have. Although, uh, there is plenty of historical evidence that uh, how uh, the four Vaishnavacharyas, Nimbarka, Vishnu Swami, Ramanujan, and Madhvacharya, they were all took, took sannyas. Prabodhananda Saraswati was a follower of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he also took sannyas, Chidanda sannyas. So he's not introducing something new, but for that time and place, it appeared to be new. And this way he was an innovator. He had actually brother, Devika Prashad, Devika, he had some difference of opinion on this sannyas, because Bhaktivinoda Thakur, he, he was preaching, actually Bhaktivinoda Thakur, he was not even a, a opening any temples, he was not, a, he, was, he, didn't, he didn't make temples, he had uh, this idea of, uh, if, he was following, he was preaching according to time, place, and circumstance. Dr. Vinodakar was an Aracharya, and he was preaching because the people at that time, they didn't think that, they, they only saw that uh, Babaji's, they were, had no, they were 
living in seclusion in a little hut, straw hut. And the Prophet mentioned that if I chant under the tree, how many people will come? Therefore, he built all these big temples. Pakistan at the source, at the Dakar also built these big temples. He built the temple on the bank of the Ganges, I think it's the Bhagavad Gita, and he used to have guests and they would take them out on a boat on the Ganges River to hear Halipata. So somehow or other, the Vaishnavacharyas, they figure out some means how to get people to Krishna consciousness. Because without Krishna's consciousness, nighttime vihaya, even with echo, they don't want to get uh, their own uh, <coughs> means they're not interested simply for their own benefit. But they there's no other shelter except Krishna. That is the <coughs> conviction of the devotees, Acharyas. Without Krishna, no one can be happy. So there. Or they devise so many plans how to get people Krishna consciousness. All of it, all of it stopped me a little bit longer than this. Alright, Krishna. Any questions or comments? No? Okay.